This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Are down 41% at nearly 107,000 tonnes. Canola exports are up 36% at more than 151,000 tonnes. Domestic usage falls back 20% at over 123,000 tonnes. The Canadian dollar is relatively steady on Friday morning, with a loonie at 78.02 US cents, compared to Thursday's close of 78.07. In the United States, the Wheat Quality Council tour wrapped up with its estimate of 39.7 bushels per acre. That's down from last year's 58.1. This coming Wednesday is the final planting date for U.S. corn in a number of states. After Wednesday, insurance coverage drops 1% per day until the late planting date. Heat and dry conditions are eroding wheat conditions in France. The crop drops to 73% good to excellent, down 9 points from last week. Rounding off prices at the Chicago Board of Trade, soybean futures are higher on Friday morning. The July contract gains 12 cents at 17.02 and a half per bushel. July soy oil rises almost 1.7 cents at 81.21 U.S. cents per pound. July soy meal is up $3 at 4.28.30 per short ton. Corn futures are lower this morning. The July contract loses 6.5 cents at 7.78 per bushel. Chicago oats are weaker, with a July contract dropping 16 cents at 6.12. The U.S. wheat complex is down hard as well, with Chicago July falling 22 cents at 11.79. Kansas City July gives up 29.5 cents at 12.66. And Minneapolis July foregoes 33 cents at 12.97.5. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, May 20th. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Glenn Halleck. A job well done starts with great equipment. Butler Farm Equipment. Stop in today and check out their great selection of mowers in stock for spring, including Toro and Gravely mowers. Butler Farm Equipment also has special pricing on twine and net wrap. Get things done this spring with help from Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. Decades of delivering great service in the Peace Country. To learn more about their brands and equipment, find them on Facebook or visit butlerfarmequipment.ca. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to the show. A little later on, we're going to be talking with Nadia Mori about a new podcast called Knowledge for Resilience in the Peace, a podcast that was designed and presented for farmers and producers here in the Peace region specifically. But first, the Fort St. John Palliative Care Society is hosting a death cafe in June at Whole Wheat and Honey. To talk about what that is and why they're so important, we're joined now by Norbert Kaspar of the Palliative Care Society. Norbert, good morning. Welcome back to Moose Talks. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for being here. So uh, I remember the first time hearing the term death cafe, and it's it's sort of startling if you don't know what it is. That is true. You say, well, what, what could that possibly be? Uh, for people who don't know, tell us a bit about what a death cafe is and, and what the point of it is. The intent of a death cafe is to bring people together and then in small groups have a conversation about death. Mm-hmm. Right? We look at death so many different ways or don't look at death uh, as well. So, you know, the, the intent is to raise awareness, uh, understand, you know, that death is part of life and it's something that's coming your way and it, it, it deserves some attention. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I think I was reading on your website, it's not like it's grief counseling, right? It's, no. It's, that's not the intention. It's more of a discussion sort of That's right. This is, this is open to... Everyone, and I say that carefully, everyone over the age of 18, let's say, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, and the idea is to come together with an open mind, with no sense of condemnation of, of, of an opinion that's not yours, and just talk and present ideas, listen to ideas, process. Mm-hmm. I have to say, like, even the thought about... You know, showing up to this, for example, just mm-hmm. me thinking about it right now, because I'm probably like a lot of people, mm-hmm. uncomfortable with uh, conversations about death. Yep. We are in this society. Yep. I wonder what I will get out of it. Uh, what sort of, as you say, you raise awareness, but what am I supposed to sort of bring to the table, if anything, to discuss about death? Is there any anything sort of off limits here? Um well, as you pointed out earlier, this is not meant to be any kind of a care approach, right? Yeah. We're not in gathering together to put people in support. Uh, this is more a conversation. And so what you put into a conversation is what you get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and exposure to new ideas is always a good thing, in my mind at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that we talk about something, as you pointed out, we're a little uncomfortable with, right? Uh, you know, people dying is most probably a very big mystery to many of us. Uh-huh. And, you know, so if we can talk about it, if we can talk about, you know, what our thoughts are while we're still alive, while we're still vibrant, and, and come to a place where, you know, you might understand how you'd like to face that because of inevitability, right? Death uh-huh. and taxes, uh, as the saying goes, right? We all will come to that place. And I think we do it from, if we do that kind of an approach, we come to a better place because of that. I see. Is the discussion led at all? Like, will you kind of prompt people to say maybe approach this maybe this subtopic kind of or, or yeah myself personally no but we have a counselor Roz Smith who's joining us who has training in this area and she will be leading and guiding mm-hmm. but it's not like you know here's the question talk about this the question the topics the the discussion is completely open um, there are some guidelines right in terms of being open to other ideas not approaching things with a sense of condemnation sure uh, not, um, what's the word I'm looking for, not doing anything to make other people feel uncomfortable while at the same time making sure you're comfortable. Okay, so you want to make a safe space, essentially. A very good word, to, safe uh, space, To yes. discuss death. Is it um, the discussion sort of the practical? Is it the philosophical? Is it the spiritual? Is it kind of all three, sort of? It's kind of? all three. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it, when it comes to something like death, I would imagine it's pretty hard to separate things out. There's certainly lots of practical mm-hmm. um, ideas around death and dying and how we address that, how we work our way through that. And, you know, there's been lots on the news about that kind of thing of late. Um, but, you know, there, there are also just, you know, what is it that you want? Do you want your family there? Which is a fairly common thing. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, you know, want intervention? There's, there's so many practicalities and, you know, a mindset that goes with that. Mm-hmm. You've hosted these in the past a couple times, I believe, correct? Uh, only once so far, and then oh, COVID okay. got in our way. Gotcha. So you did host one. What, the, what kind of people were there at the first one? Did you find there was lots of different people from different walks of life, or was it... Um, to put it lightly, was there people more closer, like maybe older who happen to be there, who are perhaps closer to facing their sort of natural end of life, their death in a way? Um, go with choice number one there. Okay. It, it was a very diverse group. Um, it was certainly, I would say, 30, 35 and older, mm-hmm. right? I, you know, maybe not a topic that young people want to deal with, although love to see people, you know, whenever. I'm, I'm not saying they don't come because of that. Um, but, you know, people who understand, people who have maybe had an experience with death in their own lives, in their family, with friends, that kind of thing, you know, who understand that, yeah, this is something, this is worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, I read on your website, I believe, kind of the last cafe, um, it, it reminded me of speed dating. I don't think that's <laughs> what it was. But it was no. sort of like you spend a few minutes and then you move on and spend a few minutes kind of with different people. Uh, and you got you get exposed to, as you say, these many different perspectives yes. kind of as you go along. It's kind of timed that way, isn't yeah. it, as the night goes on? That's right. Speed eating certainly not the idea. But, you know, the idea of sitting together in small groups, just spending five, ten minutes together and then moving on to somebody else is the, the core structure to a, a death cafe. I see. I wonder if uh, you could speak to why you think it's so hard for people to talk about death and why we might be so uncomfortable with it uh, and and just any sort of talk about it, really. Well, that's a very big question, isn't it, right? Absolutely. When you you think about death um, and what happens after, there are so many variables that you need to taken account mm-hmm. that's maybe not the best way to say that but um you know there's cultural uh, approaches to things there there are families who have history uh, mm-hmm. which creates issues there are families that are scattered which um uh creates other issues right so death and and um the the follow up to it right the 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 family dealing with it the friends dealing with the grief bereavement all those things are all part of that very very big and very very complicated picture mm-hmm. right so you know personally i think talking about something is the first step towards um accepting uh understanding uh, even coming up with strategies on how you might deal with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a saying, you know, once your idea, mind has been stretched by a new idea, it never goes back to the original. And I think that's the greatest value. It's listening to other people, listening to your thoughts, right, uh, as, as they grow, because 
that's really what we do when we have a conversation our world expands we think our thinking expands and mm-hmm. and so for us to you know approach something as difficult as death and and talk about it with other people who are not only you know there to offer their opinion but also listening to you i think is a very healthy approach mm-hmm. I, I've, uh, you know, experienced death in my life, of course, everyone mm-hmm. has. I would liken it to when it happens, it sort of hits you like a freight train, right? Okay. Whether it's an older relative who, you know, f- for lack of a nicer way of putting it, you sort of are more prepared for that to happen. That's right. Or it's a friend who's maybe your age and you're in your 20s and you're certainly uh, not e- expecting something like that to yep. happen. Do you think the conversation, we have more conversations about death, perhaps in a death cafe or just in general, better prepares you for a situation where you're encountering it in your life or even if it's your own death that's, you know, perhaps that you're preparing for? That's right. Um, Again, very big question. Mm -hmm. Um, The answer to that most probably going to be a little glib in the sense that, you know, it really comes down to you. I mean, you can have all the conversations in the world and still not really be ready in your the way things happen. Right. Uh, You know, the shock of death, as you pointed out, is 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 certainly something that you need to steal yourself for the um, the follow up to it. You know, the grieving of 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 somebody or imagining your family grieving your passing, right? What do you say to them? What, mm-hmm. do you, what do you give them as something to hang on to when you're gone? Because physically you may be gone, but you, know, you as a person in the family is certainly not. Um, so, you know, to, to talk about that, to think about that, with, whether it's with, in a death cafe with strangers or if it's with your family, with your spouse, with your children, with your relatives, right? And to say, you know, when I'm gone, this or, you know, listening to their wishes as well. I think that that's a very good thing, very healthy thing. Mm-hmm. And um, hence the idea behind it. The originator of this uh, idea, the death cafe, which is worldwide, by the way, yeah. a guy from England by the name of John Underwood, um, that I think was his initial purpose. He passed away earlier in life in his forties, and that was what he took from that experience. Was saying, you know, I need to talk about this. I need, and I think other people talking about it would be a very good thing mm-hmm. as well. So he he had to sort of um, um, uh, kind of encounter, think about, uh, and and I'm blanking on the word, but he had to deal with his own death as a yes. young person that's right. and as such was like we should all be thinking about this that's right more. yeah and um i mean it, it it's it's uh his intent that you know and and i'm quoting here pretty well you know get together in small groups eat cake and talk mm-hmm. right and um that's a good approach make it a part of like a social activity that's make right. it a part of a regular conversation absolutely yeah, yes okay so this death cafe when is it uh, happening how can people get involved if they want to um it's happening june the first it's a wednesday mm-hmm. and it starts at six thirty. goes till about nine mm-hmm. and it's happening at whole wheat and honey so on a hundredth and a hundredth mm-hmm. um People, we would like people to register only so we can prepare a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you can get a hold of the Palliative Care Society, uh, the phone number there is 250 787 2814. 
-hmm. or if you would like, you can um, email, and it is FSJPCS, which stands for Fort St. John Palliative Care Society at shaw.ca. Okay, and it's free to attend, correct? It's absolutely free to attend, yep. Okay. Bring your appetite a little bit and uh, conversation. All right. Well, Norbert, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk about this uh, very uh, important uh, cafe coming up to talk, uh, to kind of help reduce the stigma about talking about death in our society, I suppose. Yeah. Thank you very much. Very and welcome. I do, I'd like to say I really encourage people to come. This is going to be a little bit different, as you pointed out, yeah. uh, but well worthwhile. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for being here, Norbert. Thank you. That's Norbert Kaspar with the Fort St. John Palliative Care Society. We'll be right back to talk with Nadia Mori right after this on Moose Talks. Join the team at FSJ Return It. If you're looking for a new and rewarding challenge, FSJ Return It in Fort St. John is now hiring for full-time and part-time positions. They're looking for warehouse and sorting people to join the crew and invite you to drop off your resume in person at 10104 93rd Avenue in Fort St. John. FSJ Return It, now hiring for full-time and part-time positions in warehouse and sorting. For sorting information, please visit returnit.ca. FSJ Return It opens 9.30 to 5.30, Monday to Saturday, and is located on 93rd Avenue in Fort St. John. If you look at your backyard and think a new deck and a new barbecue sure would be nice, then you need to come see us at Windsor Plywood. Hi, it's Richard here from Windsor Plywood, where we're giving away a Green Mountain Grill. For every $500 spent on TimberTech composite decking, you'll receive one entry to win a Green Mountain Grill Daniel Boone Edition barbecue smoker. TimberTech, less staining and more entertaining. Draw date is August 15th, only at Windsor Plywood in Dawson Creek and Fort St. John. Subway Eat Fresh Refresh, starring Aria, pro sandwich artist, amateur spokesperson, and action. Sometimes you've got to refresh to be fresh. Welcome to Cut. the... Great start, Aria, but it's more like, welcome to the Subway Eat Fresh Refresh. Try your new smashed avocado and turkey, or Maplewood smoked bacon and ham sub. Uh, you forgot about the new deli-style turkey raised on Canadian farms. Subway Eat Fresh Refresh. Uh, Aria, take it away. Uh, freshly prepared for your order? Cut! Let's take it from the top. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to the program. I'm Dub Craig. Now, there's this great new podcast that's being produced. Uh, it's called, let's see here, uh, Knowledge for Resilience in the Peace. It's all about farming and uh, farming in the peace and about spreading uh, information to farmers here in the peace region. And uh, so we've got someone here who's hosting it and I believe uh, kind of came up with the idea or helped come up with the idea. It's Nadia Mori. Nadia, welcome to Moose Talks. Hi, nice to be here. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, so let's talk a bit about this podcast. What made you decide to start a podcast on this topic? I always was interested in doing a podcast, yeah. and then I come from an agrology background. Mm -hmm. Started with the Peace River Forage Association as their coordinator, and then we had the idea of bringing together not just our association, but also the BC Grain Growers, the Peace River Forage, uh, the Peace River Forage Association, the Peace Region Forage Seed Association, and mm -hmm. Neats Northern Cohort, because we're all producing food. You know, whether it's grains or forage, livestock vegetables, mm -hmm. forage seed, 
And so we're sharing similar problems or challenges, mm -hmm. and that's where the idea kind of came from. And then also right now, I mean, it's it's challenging out there, whether you're a farmer yeah. or, or in the farming industry. So that's where the title came from in terms of knowledge for resilience, to be resilient of whatever might be thrown at you. Absolutely. Uh, you, I think you're eight episodes in, if I remember, or something like that you've done. That's right. Yeah, yeah the yeah. ninth is just about to come out. There you go. Uh, what kind of topics have you covered so far and are you planning to cover in the future uh, on the podcast? You bet. So we're trying to rotate it between the different associations. I see. Okay. And so we have something on adaptive grazing, kind of advanced grazing management, soil microbes, which would be applicable to pretty much anybody, herd rebuilding if producers had to destock over mm -hmm. drought conditions, and then... Oh, vermicomposting. I have a, a couple episodes on that and still some more information coming. I just did one uh, on FireSmart. That's mm -hmm. just in the can. I haven't released that one yet. And then some more, yeah, definitely more coming also from the grain side. I have a few interesting talks about pea production in the region and again, forage seed production in the region, mm. what the challenges are in vegetable production, just everything across the board that that you could kind of have is in there. I see. And the episodes, I, I like, do they feature guests or is it kind of original research done by you? It's it's an interview style podcast. I so I have a guest for every episode, and then the focus is. 100% on the guest. I'm just there to facilitate the information and, and share it. Mm -hmm. And we're also trying to have a lot of farmers on there. Sometimes they're a bit shy to come on or they feel worried about, you know, can I do a podcast? But I pre-record all of the interviews to also help help the folks be a bit more relaxed about it. Gotcha. So if they mess up or swear or something, you could cut out. <laughs> yes. Course. And it goes for me too, you yeah. know. <laughs> I'm not perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, as far as I know, this is the first podcast of its kind geared towards farmers in the Peace region, right? I can imagine, and I may be wrong, but that there's lots of podcasts out there that might be similar to this, but aren't specifically geared towards this unique farming region that we happen to uh, kind of live in. So... What do you what would you say are sort of the unique challenges that farmers are facing that that this podcast is sort of trying to help farmers or give uh, farmers maybe um, tools to help overcome that maybe they aren't facing in the interior or in southern Alberta or other places where farming is happening? Exactly. I think number one is our geography. Mm. We're far away from everything if you want to market your product it's always a distance to get there even if you're marketing locally you usually have to get to your nearest town and then you only have your nearest town and if you want to market outside of the region that's a whole other topic mm -hmm. then the climate is the other big one i would say again affecting all of those different commodities we're just a little bit different than the interior in the south. We're in a completely different climatic region, and things are just getting more extreme and unpredictable. So mm -hmm. those are kind of my two main challenges that I'm focusing on and just sharing innovation. And it's surprising, like, producers have been doing so many cool things, and it's just about sharing it, really, and, and you know, 
it's kind of like the talk over the fence line with your neighbor mm-hmm. that, that you maybe don't have time to have or don't know how to have. And then we can have it in the podcast and you can listen to it on the tractor or on the way into town or mm-hmm. wherever you listen to your podcasts. I mean, I, I wanted to ask you this, too, not to undercut the importance of your podcast, but why do you think it's so hard for this communication to be happening without like a podcast that's sort of uniting everyone to do that is is isolation kind of the biggest factor that everyone's just so far apart here as you said kind of earlier on i mean the prime thing would be to do field events yeah you know that's really where a lot of very important knowledge is shared but in the last two years we didn't have the opportunity and then also again if we have a field event up in fort st john and you're a dawson creek producer it's still maybe too hard for you to get there or you mm-hmm. just can't fit it in your schedule so having a podcast allows you to capture that knowledge and then you can also listen to it six months down the road if you couldn't make the field day right yeah. or or yeah if you want to listen to it at 11 o'clock at night or at six in the morning you can do that mm-hmm. uh what's been the response so far as i said you're several episodes into it are you hearing good things are people excited about it i think people are excited about it yeah it's it's I do ask for feedback all the time, but I'm yet to receive more feedback through the email. So please, please do give me some feedback because I really want to make it something tailored to the region and to the producers who are using it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as I understand, uh, I think you got 20 something of these sort of planned, uh, uh, right? Is there, uh, if there's sort of you know, people who want it, who, who maybe are have ideas like, hey, maybe you should cover this. Are you able to or willing to maybe go beyond what you've got already and keep keep doing this kind of as long as people are saying, giving you good ideas for episodes, perhaps? You bet. Yes, mm-hmm. you bet. I mean, this project was funded by the BC Hydro Agricultural Compensation Fund. So mm-hmm. that got us started for the first 26 episodes. But then we do hope to keep it going because okay. the hardest part is to get the momentum. Yeah. And so once we have the momentum, I do hope we can keep it going. We have already applied for another more long-term project. We haven't heard yet, but the podcast would be part of, of that longer-term funding support to keep it going. Okay. Where can people hear this and, and how often does kind of a new episode drop, would you say? So you would search for Knowledge for Resilience mm-hmm. or Knowledge for res- Resilience in the Peace on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. It's hosted on Podbean, so that's where you definitely find it. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you're a member of any of the four associations that are part of it, you should be able to find it through your association as well. Wonderful. All right. Well, Nadia, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to come by and talk about this uh, very excellent podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you. You're very welcome. Oh, uh, before I let you go, you wanted to, you had a plug you said you wanted to make sure you do. Before. I would love that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the we talked about the importance of field events yeah. and the Peace River Forge Association is having a summer pasture event on June 18th in the Rose Prairie area, where we'll talk about bale grazing, fertility, pasture management and fertilizer is so expensive right now so any kind of alternative methods of fertilizing i think are just really needed and that's what we'll talk about on this field day so check out uh, peaceforage.bc.ca on our website and you can register there all right well again nadia thanks for being here i appreciate it much appreciated thanks Uh, that's nadia mori with the uh, knowledge for resilience in the peace podcast we'll be right back to wrap things up on moose talks right after this 
Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm here to help you understand what the heck goes where when it comes to sorting your garbage and recycling at home. 25% of all residential garbage in BC is food waste, more than any other type of waste. You can help reduce that number by creating a backyard compost bin. It is easy and quick to make your own compost from organic materials, such as kitchen scraps and yard waste. We all have a role to play in reducing the amount of waste produced in our region. Help us protect the places and the people we all love. Download the WasteWise app to find out what goes where, available for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play, or visit fortstjohn.ca for more information. A workplace without coffee? That's just not right. Whether you're a growing company or a small business, Peace Country Delight Coffee would love to keep you and all your employees well stocked in the coffee department. They'll regularly deliver coffee, tea, creamers, syrups, snacks, and now Frito-Lay's chips by the case and more. They even have coffee makers and presses. Visit peacecoffee.ca to see their selection and fill out a form to get a quote for your business. Peace Country Delight Coffee on 100th Ave, Facebook, and at peacecoffee.ca. Date night is important. It's a time to connect, a time to disengage from work, your phone, and spend time with the ones you love the most. Now that more businesses and restaurants are open, you have the chance to paint the town red with your favorite person. All you need to do is tell us why you deserve a night out, and the more detailed, the better. You'll be entered to win a $400 date night package courtesy of Veronica's Closet, Olio's Pizza, Carter's Jewelers, and Precision Customs. Winners are announced at the end of every month. Go to moosefm.ca slash contest for your chance to win. you could fulfill your dream of having a career with the railroad. If you have a high school diploma or equivalence, a safety mindset and meet some other basic requirements. CN offers paid training to those hired. Enjoy a long-term career with an attractive salary and benefits package. We hire for the role of train conductor, mechanic, track worker, laborer, and more. For a rewarding career, visit cn.ca slash careers to learn more. That's cn.ca slash careers. Get your career moving. Join us. Leave a lasting legacy by including the foundation in your will, ensuring your loved ones will always receive the best health care in our community. A gift in your will or estate to the Fort St. John Hospital Foundation allows you to support the purchase of medical equipment for the Fort St. John Hospital and Peace Villa. Talk to your financial advisor about leaving a lasting legacy to the Fort St. John Hospital Foundation. Visit our website for full contact details at fsjhospitalfoundation.ca. When you have information about a crime, you may hesitate to come forward. You don't have to. You can still give information without revealing your identity. Crime Stoppers Tips are helping police track down criminals by harnessing the power of the electronic age. Go to crimestoppersfsj.ca and click on web tips to submit a tip online. To continue to submit information on that crime, just type your optional password, linking your follow-up information to your original info. Crime Stoppers does not trace the origin of the tip. Crime Stoppers, a community working together to help police solve crime. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks again to our guests Norbert Kaspar and Nadia Mori for joining us today. A new episode of Voices of the Peace dropped last week, or actually earlier this week, I think it was, which features Ted Sloan's chat with Lori Slater. She's a community fixture involved in local sports and local activities and a tireless advocate for making sure that everyone has access in and around our city. You can check out the episode now over at energeticcity.ca slash podcasts. This podcast has been made possible with the generous support of Urban Systems and North River Midstream. Well, that's our show for today. Trey Lopashinsky is the producer of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well.
Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Bring the popcorn, bring the pizza, and bring the blanket. Down to Centennial Park on May 27th at 7 p.m. for Movie in the Park, presented by the Fort St. John Co-op and Butler Farm Equipment. Enjoy Adam's Family Values on the big screen. Their bright little eyes, their eager, friendly smiles. Help them. Hi, I'm Amanda Buckman. Why are you dressed like that? Like what? Like you're going to a funeral. Why are you dressed like somebody died? Wait. No tickets are required. Just come down to Centennial Park on May 27th at 7 p.m. to see Adam's Family Values. Visit moosefm.ca for more details. Fort St. John Co-op and Butler Farm Equipment's Movie in the Park is sponsored by Rhythm Auctions, Grimes Well Servicing, Home Hardware, and Moose FM. This is Moose Country. Someone asked me once in an interview What was growing up like? Where'd you go to school? And what would you do If you weren't doing this? I'd be driving my first car in a worn-out dock Trying to make rent with a dead-end job Just making do in a jar, my guitar in an old bar school. I'd have a Friday night crowd in the palm of my hand, couple brown liquor, couple buddies in a band, singing them same damn songs like I am now. I'd be feeling on fire on a hardwood stage, bright light. in the day who was burning CDs just to give away paying his dues if I wasn't doing this five deep in a van head full of steam hot on the heels of my neon dreams may be coming true living this life just like I was born
Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.